to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am Alexa Hauser, and with me is Ambrosia Matthews. Hey, girl. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hope everybody's having a great day. Yeah. It's from minute to minute, you know. It really is. These days. This wild, wild coronavirus West is um, it's just a straight up roller coaster. But you know what? That's the exciting part, too. It's like you never know. You never know what the next moment is going to bring you. That's a nice way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we are excited because we are not alone. We're joined today by uh, intuitive personal stylist Susan Padrone. Hi, Susan. Welcome to Interbloom. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're so happy to have you. It's so cool. Like, just like I was saying, minute to minute, you never know who's going to pop up or what's going to pop up. And you just kind of popped up. Um, <laughs> I think you you sent me a message on Instagram, right? And then you said something about listening to the podcast. And then I was like, thanks so much. And then I like looked at your profile and I was like, wait, you're an intuitive stylist, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Ambie and I were telling you that anytime anyone tells us like a normal job and then puts intuitive in front of it, we're just yeah. like, what? So intrigued. Yeah. So, we know an intuitive farmer, which is yeah. pretty cool <laughs> too. So. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about you and how you became an intuitive personal stylist. Yeah. Um, so I guess my, you know, my intuition, something that's always been um, prominent in my life, but not something that I've always been comfortable incorporating in my day to day. I think like most people, you're kind of hit with these intuitive downloads from time to time, and you feel like you don't always have control over them, or um, you just don't know what to do with them, or you just know things and you're not really sure why. Mm-hmm. And that definitely was me for <laughs> the majority of my life. And I was like, okay, this is just how things are. Like, that's mm-hmm. fine. And um, just through different events, um, going to different events, participating in them, I and oh wait, can I, you say that again? You cut out for a second. You oh, said sorry. through yeah. It's okay. It's Zoom. You said through going to different events and participating them in, in participating in them. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my my Wi-Fi cut out for a second, which is it's the wild wild west. Told you. <laughs> it really is. This is nuts. Um, so about yes. going to different events and stuff. Yeah, going to different events and um, just from different events that weren't even necessarily 
they had no spiritual connection. I started meeting more and more people in the spiritual community in Philadelphia. And just from connecting with them, I was able to start working with them and starting to embrace those parts of myself. Um, So I was able to develop them further. And that was actually going hand in hand with the time where I was evolving into more of a professional personal stylist. So it was just a really like fascinating time in my life where the two just kind of merged. Um, Prior to becoming a a personal stylist or an intuitive personal stylist, I was a middle school band director for seven years. I I taught middle school band. And um, then after I had my son, I took a year off from teaching. And when I went back to work, my priorities changed a lot. And I realized just how unhappy I was with teaching. And I couldn't just, you know, stay with that. Um, Before we were recording, I was telling Alexa how I'm a Scorpio sun, but I'm a Sagittarius moon and rising. So that like need to be free and like (laughs) do something that makes me feel like passionate and excited really just was coming through strong during those times. And it was right around the time when those clothing subscription services were really gaining in popularity, like Mm. Fix and Trunk Club and all of those. And um, my friends were telling me that, you know, they liked what I picked out for them more than what they were getting in their monthly box or their weekly box. And that was really my light bulb moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like this is what I'm meant to do. And I just dove into it fully. Like I started developing my business. I started taking courses um, for like to become an image consultant, working with mentors and growing um, my website and everything. And within a year and a half, I was able to leave teaching and go into personal styling full time. That is so cool. I love that story. Thank you. Um, There's, there's like so many different places we can go with this. I feel like there's so many because this is such an clothing in general, right? And styling. First of all, I think when we first talked to you, we were talking about how I think people have this idea of like to have a personal stylist. It's like that's something like celebrities do or that's something that like you do if you have just like an extraordinary amount of money or something like that. But really, you know, the it seems that like the everyday person can have a stylist just like the everyday person can have a coach or, you know, a nutritionist or any of these things, right? So what to you is the importance and like the value for someone to have a a personal stylist, especially someone in this world, right? Like, because I, I, we were talking before recording about how I think there is also this like weird kind of confusion, just like there is about money, right? In the spiritual community about like clothes and makeup and stuff like this. There's this idea that it could, it's like materialistic or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I think um, there really is this whole other side of it that can be so empowering for us. So can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree that there are some of these like stigmas associated with materialistic things in the spiritual community. And so what I really try to do with all of my clients who are not currently celebrities (laughs) um, is my main goal is for them to be able to express their personality and who they are through what they're wearing. And that can be a really loud expression of themselves or it can be a subtle, quiet expression. But no matter how you're showing up, no matter what you're wearing, it's 
always a good authentic representation of you. And I mean, even now, even with all of us being in, in quarantine, like mm-hmm. yeah. staying at home, maybe going for walks outside, but like you're not really getting dressed or maybe you are, but finding ways to still tap back into yourself so that you feel connected to your being is so crucial during yeah. these times. Totally. I agree so much. So, so much. Because it makes you feel normal. You know, in the midst of all this chaos, it makes you feel a little more normal to get up and get dressed and get ready for your day. Exactly. Well, also, it's like just like being in these – I I do think right now is a time to be like comfy if we can, you know, like soft materials and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know – when you, you're not leaving the house and you're just like, oh, I'll just be in pajamas for like this whole time, you know, or like work. It just doesn't mm-hmm. – you don't – it does something to you. Like what you wear – I've been paying so much attention to this recently. Like what you wear and what you put on your body really does make you feel a certain way. And I think, you know, to your point, Susan, it's like our self-expression is the most important thing at this time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – if you don't have a good sense of self-expression or you feel like it's hard for you to express yourself, I feel like that can also really reflect in other areas of your life. So, you know, that's why it's like taking people to get a makeover, right? You know, like they, but it can really enhance someone's feeling of their, their, their beauty. Like they can really see a whole different side of themselves. And I feel like wearing different clothes can do that same thing. You know, it gives you a whole different energy to embody. Absolutely. Because clothing definitely has energy attached to it. You know, like all material objects do. Like they just, I mean, you just like you would be attracted to a crystal and like touch that crystal and have kind of reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Clothing has a similar effect on people. And what we don't realize because we're so just in it is the clothes in our closet have energy too and you want to make sure that that energy is all positive and that it it feels connected to you and it helps you amplify your own energy and your vibes so that it's just again like that reflection of self but yeah I think um you know a lot of the clients that I work with have done all of that inner work like they've done all the hard stuff already And it's really the clothes that are that final piece, you know, that final like little bit that they need to be able to step it up. (laughs) Me, you're talking about me. Literally, (laughs) you know, put yourself out there and like and go for that interview, or put yourself out there for a different job or a relationship, Mm -hmm. or just any part of your life that like you're ready to take that next step. It's the clothes that are usually that final portion that sometimes are holding you back or mm-hmm. because clothes are also tied to limiting beliefs. And that's something else that I work with constantly, constantly with my clients. Ooh, let's yeah. talk about that. That's, yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Because I can, I can resonate with that a lot. Like, um, so several years ago I lost a hundred pounds, wow. but for several years after I lost the weight. I would still wear clothes that were really baggy on me or I would really wear like all black. Mm-hmm. It wasn't intentional. I didn't realize I was doing it until someone pointed it out. And I was like, oh my God, what am I, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Because I still felt like a lot of that energy around. Um, it's really difficult when you go 
eat somewhere and people are staring at you and you feel like they're probably judging what I'm eating right now. Sure. You know? So can we talk about a little bit of like the energy that clothes have or that limiting belief? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the clothes that you were still gravitating towards, Ambie, were helping you feel like you could hide, you know, so you weren't looking at you when you would go out to eat. And that memory, those memories are staying with those clothes and just covering your body Mm -hmm. with that, like, please don't look at me. Please just let me hide here so I can just go about my day and not be seen. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's so heartbreaking. Like it's no one, no one, no matter how they look should ever feel that way. I agree. I agree with you. And I don't have a lot of hiding clothes now. I have a very loud wardrobe now, which is, which is good. I mean, um, I love that you're like wearing an orange shirt right now too. I, that like, <laughs> that really shows. You're like, yeah, I'm here. Back. And then I'm wearing polka dot pants. So like <laughs> most of my clothes are very loud now, but um, it wasn't always like that. And it, it took me I guess, intentionally picking clothes that were uncomfortable for me to wear. Yeah. Yeah. And just clothes that were saying like, no, this is my personality. And I want people to know that about me. You know, I'm not afraid for people to talk to me and for people to know more about who I am and what I do and how I show up in this world. Mm -hmm. I have like a weird problem I've been acknowledging recently. Like, so Ambie's like been wanting to, and I've definitely gone through that phase with clothes. I totally get that. But I've been noticing recently that my issue with clothes is, um, it's like, I feel like a little kid. Like, I feel like a little kid who, and it's interesting because I think in some people who would see me sometimes, they would be like, what do you mean? Or they'd, but I work from home, right? Mm-hmm. I know Ambie works from home too. But I work from home. I'm co- I'm constantly just in like yoga, like workout clothes or like mm-hmm. – and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't – I just – I feel like I'm in the mindset of a little kid where I'm like, I can't pull this off. This doesn't look good on me. And I – there's almost a part of me that's resisting it too. Like I'm like, I just want to be in the really fun like little kid <laughs> – not little kid clothes, but like I want – I want to feel fun and playful and like – and I think there's this part of me that just – there's this limiting belief with my clothes that's like I can't – I can't pull off what I want to pull off. So I'm just like giving up. And um, I, I think I mentioned to you too, I have like a lot of trauma from <laughs> truly like shopping trauma from being younger, shopping with my mom. Like those were some of like the worst experiences I've ever had and recently – my mom and I actually went wedding dress shopping right before the whole um, shut, like lockdown. Yeah. And we were joking that we were like healing our shopping trauma because for mm-hmm. the first time ever, every single dress that I tried on like fit me like a glove, like looked really great. It was beautiful. And I was very calm in the whole experience and it was kind of a healing process for the two of us. However, I just still have those experiences in my head of like – 
just nothing ever fitting me right, nothing ever looking right. Me mm-hmm. always wanting to wear styles that were like trendy, but my body wasn't like the trendy body. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's not funny. I'm no, so sorry. No, it's, it's just okay. the way they. It's the way you said it. Want to be the st- trendy style, but my body wasn't trendy. Yeah, I my body it, wasn't the trendy. Like I wasn't yeah. like a stick. I was kind of curvy. Yeah. You know, like an anorexic model. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's no judgment. It just. I didn't, it just didn't go with that, right? So I always remember feeling just so frustrated and like I had to wear things that I didn't enjoy, Mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. I still have a little bit of trauma when I go try on swimsuits. Swimsuits still got me. Mm. Swimsuits are like, oh, are we really doing this? Like, (laughs) do do we have to do this right now? Yeah, I don't look forward to that. But um Clothes, I'm pretty good about. Keep going. I'm sorry, Susan. That's okay. <laughs> Jumping in here. That's all right. It's what it's all about, right? So no worries. Um, yeah, I think, Alex, I think part of that, you know, those feelings of I want to wear this, but I can't. And then filling it in for, you know, whatever the reason is, like, I know you're saying how you felt like it was your body's fault or that, you know, you were being pushed in a different direction to choose clothes that weren't feeling like a a representation of who you are. And plus your lifestyle, too, with working from home, you know, that also can limit what's just um, like what just fits within your lifestyle, you know, like. I I know when I have days when I'm working from home, like normally I love wearing jeans, but if I'm working from home, if I'm sitting, like, I don't know that I really want to wear jeans that entire time. Like that's just not practical. It's not comfortable. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, But I think, you know, one of the exercises that I love to do with my clients that I would love to do with the two of you if you're, if you're oh, yes, excited. I love exercises <laughs> is during my like initial call with my clients. One of the first things that I do with them is I dive into the deep stuff. You know, I let them, I love to hear about them, but then, you know, I dive into the deep questions. So I want both of you to just take a quick second and describe yourself using three words the first three that come to mind. So don't overthink it, just whatever it is, and then share when you're ready. (laughs) I got playful, loud, and creative. Ooh, playful, loud, and creative. Love that. I I got fun, playful, and judgy. (laughs) Interesting. Can you elaborate more on judgy? I was like judging myself. I was like childlike. You're not childlike. No, no, you're not. Blah, 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 blah. Like internal dialogue of that. So I was like, let's go with judgy. Okay. Well, so, but judgy came up because of childlike. Is that correct? Yeah. So I don't think anybody would describe me as childlike. If anything, I'm the mom. No, Most you can be time. childlike a lot of the time. You think so? Yeah, you oh, can get really like, nice. let's play a game. You get like, I so can excited. get really silly. Yeah. 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 I think that being a mom too, you have to have some of that. Like, you know, it, it's definitely a playfulness, a silliness, and just that you have that connection to children in a way that, you know, this others may may not have. So mm. I think childlike could work. But I love how both of you are playful. That's interesting that you had that like overlap too. Yeah. So 
then, you know, once we have our words, what I like to do is for you to like start thinking about the clothes that you normally wear, or even think about the outfit that you have on right now and say, are any of those three words present, whether it's in an accessory, your nail polish colors, your clothes, your shoes, whatever it is you're wearing, like, do you feel a connection to any or all of those words. Alexa, yes. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. think? Share. Do you want to go first, Amy? Yeah. Um, I think, yes. Um, I think that all of those are present currently. My nails are different colors. Um, my pants are fun. Um, yeah, I think all of those are present. Good. And then do you think that's an accurate representation of your wardrobe too? This? <laughs> Probably not. I couldn't find my other pants I wanted to wear, so I just found these, truly. Uh, but do you, like, do you wear stuff like that normally though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, normally it wouldn't be maybe this mismatched. But, yes, I do normally wear these. Yeah. Good. That's a good sign. That means that like, you know, you're doing the right things that you're just, that you've gone through a lot of what was in your closet, which I'm sure you did with, you know, your weight loss transformation too. And just getting rid of those pieces that are, you know, part of your past self that are no longer supporting who you are now. Yeah. That was actually a really big deal because for a long time I kept and this is a really good thing to say um, to anybody that's going through a transition. So for about a year, I kept my, my fat clothes, right? Air quoted that. And one day it occurred to me, like, why are you holding on to this? You're holding on to this in case you gain weight again. Right. In case, like, you can't sustain this lifestyle. Um, so I got rid of all of them. Wow. I no, I have one pair of granny panties that are pretty big. Which I don't know why. I don't know why I found those the other day, and I was like, "Where, where did these come from?" Um, they're so big, but uh, yeah. So all of my other clothes are are gone, and sometimes. So my mother lives with me, and sometimes she'll be like, "Are these your pants or Brins?" And I'm like, "That's right, you don't know." So it's, <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I really think is important that you mentioned too about holding on to clothes that are no longer your size. And that applies no matter how your body's yeah. changed, but holding on to clothes that are no longer your size are really energetically communicating to you and saying that you don't accept your body for how it is now mm. and that you don't love your body for how it is now. Mm. And that's, you know, if it doesn't fit, I mean, I know sometimes we have days when like, we're a little bit more bloated, or we're like, we're feeling like a little more fit or whatever it is. And you have those fluctuations. Like, I'm not talking about those pieces. I'm talking about pieces that are like, several sizes in either direction that just, when I lose weight, I'll wear that. I'll thing. wear that. I think that's a when I, idea, yeah, if I need, yeah, both yeah. directions. I also think it's important. Um, and maybe this is just my own thing of like, if you go through a divorce mm -hmm. or like a big life changing event and yeah. you have, like I had my other job, um, my other job, the job I used to work at, I would wear like a lot of black clothes and like really like trying to hide. Right. Mm -hmm. I got rid of all of them. 
all of yeah. them, because they don't want to go back to the workforce. Exactly. So it's not just about like the weight, but it's also about the lifestyle that you want to have compared to what you don't want to have. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I did the same thing. Like when I left teaching like officially and was just diving into this like fully expressed embodied version of myself as a personal stylist, I got rid of all of the trousers that I hated wearing. I was like, why, why do I have this? Like when will I ever need to be in like a business casual setting where I can't show up as myself? Like, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <sighs> um, my words, I think I'm embodying some of it for sure. Like playful, loud. Like I like the earring. Yeah. So I've been ever on. since so I okay, interesting story. So I got this tattoo. We host retreats. So we had a tattoo, our intuitive tattoo artist come to I'm our <laughs> come to our retreat and she gave everyone free tattoos. Yeah. I wanted a hummingbird. But I don't like like I have six tattoos, but they're all like small, like they're they're like I didn't small. Turn my ringer off, I apologize. It's okay. They're like <laughs> small, you know, so you can't really notice them that much. Anyway, I got this tattoo. I got it here. I was thinking it would be kind of small too. When it was done, I was like, "That's bigger than I was thinking," but it's beautiful. It's some. It's more intricate. It's a more intricate and artistic and like beautiful tattoo than any of my other ones. All the others are just like little shapes and stuff. But I had a full blown panic attack. I was like, I mean, for a week, I was like tapping on this and melting down about it and having true like crying and being like, I'm going to have to get this taken off my body. Like, I can't handle this. And everybody's like trying to walk me through it. And finally, I had this realization that I was just so afraid to like make any sort of statement really about myself. Like, it was just. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of things, but that was a big part of it. And also embrace this like feminine side that like wants to be adorned and, you know, experiment with her looks. And it really did relate back to like expressing myself when I was younger and the shopping trauma and all that stuff. So um, now I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. I absolutely love it. And along with that embracing this tattoo came this suddenly I had this strong intuitive pull to embrace like accessories like just it was kind of like okay if the clothes is such a big kind of sore spot for you start with accessories and just yeah. like try to so I have all these like like rings on my ears and like playing around with these different types of earrings and this and this and I got engaged like recently so I'm rocking this and like you know yeah. just playing around with that and that has been really fun for me um so I think yeah, playful and like loud, a little bit loud. Um, what was the other one? Creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of wrapped up in it for sure. It's in yeah. there a little bit at least. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, accessories and like I was saying before, nail polish or makeup, like it doesn't always have to be like a complete expression of yourself all the time because we have those days where sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm Susan. Like, here I am. Like, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to get the coffee shop over there, get my work done. I'm like, but I'm yeah. Susan. If you need I'm me, I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, so, and everybody has days like that and you have to honor that, you know? So I love that. And sometimes we can do that with tattoos. Like I, I like I have a half sleeve and I have like work on my, my forearm and tattoos all over my body. And, um, it was so interesting to hear you, Alexa, talking about the, like, the trauma release and the emotional shift that was occurring when you got the hummingbird tattoo um, and how that really helped you evolve into wanting to be adorned and tapping into that feminine and, you know, more accessorized. And I remember when I got my first tattoo that was in a more like visible place. Um, it's what like kicked off me wanting to get a half sleeve of tattoos. And prior to that, all of my tattoos were in hidden places because I was a middle school music teacher and yeah. you know, my parents didn't really approve of tattoos. Like they tolerated them, but they didn't really love the idea. So like, okay, can still look professional or like how I'm supposed to show up. Mm. And, um, but then when I got that first tattoo on my inner bicep, it like, immediately unlocked this part of or this like caged feeling was like no like I'm ready like I'm ready to start showing up as me like this is exactly what I want to (laughs) do that's exactly how this felt as soon as I embraced it like it felt like this whole other side of me unlocked and Mm -hmm. it was like this it's like this reminder like you cannot go back like you cannot go back to who you were because if you want to embody this in like a, a embrace it like if you want to pull it off like you have to really show up in this way that you always were it's like this part of me has been inside it just has been so afraid to come out and there was this other weird thing this relates to clothing as well this other weird thing that was triggered about this was about matching like I have always had this weird thing where I'm like no I can't wear if anything even slightly doesn't really match I kind of get really freaked out and I'm like I can't I can't do it and so like I have two tattoos here I'm like they don't match they don't match oh my god like they don't match Mm -hmm. and so you know I think that's interesting too because it's kind of a form of like control and like um restriction and I don't know what would you say about that like the matching rule following too I think like Matching to the, the rules. I'm like putting that in air quotes for yeah. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those hypothetical rules that come into play too, where we feel like, okay, no, I, I need to match because when I was younger, I was told by, I don't remember who, but that I had to make sure that what I was wearing matched and that it looked this way. And I think that it's not until you're able to start connecting more with yourself and releasing those outside expectations and outside pressures that you're able to be like, I don't care. Like my tattoos can be different styles. Like I don't care. They're still representing me and they go because it's something that I love and I got them for myself and like, forget anybody else. (laughs) Totally. I was actually a few when this all happened I was actually in the mindset that for my wedding I was going to cover up a couple of my tattoos because for some reason I was like you know I have one on my back and I was like you know I was just thinking about maybe I don't want that maybe I'll like do makeup over that one just because I want a certain aesthetic of my wedding day and now I'm like no I'm not I'm not covering any of them up like I it's interesting that I like went through that phase of thinking that I was you know and I mean maybe it'll change again but I'm I'm really like loving all these different aspects of me that are reflecting in different parts of my body. And um, so, yeah, thanks for 
yeah, reflecting that back, it's it's been mm-hmm. an interesting journey with it. Um, so I would love to ask you, like, what types of changes do you see happen to people when they start to actually like embrace their style like when they can when they feel when you're working with people and they're like I have no idea how to dress myself and then you help them really bring what's inside out what does that do for them like on a soul level but also maybe just like in other aspects of their life like what have you experienced Oh my gosh. So many beautiful, beautiful changes. It's really, it's truly been such an honor to be part of that for so many people where once we work together, they are able to like, I mean, I have one client who I worked with rather recently um, who had so many limiting beliefs surrounding herself and her wardrobe. And I, intuitively pulled outfits for her in preparation for an upcoming photo shoot that she was doing. And at the time she had booked the photo shoot because she wanted new headshots for her business. And, but she knew that she was itching to like go in a a new direction. Mm -hmm. And I pulled pieces for her that, you know, were a, a wide range of, you know, what we had discussed and I remember one of the outfits that she put on at first, she couldn't even look at herself in the mirror because it was just so intense. And then when she did, she cried Mm. and it became like this incredible moment where it was a moment of healing. It was a moment of like rebirth and growth and I mean, it was so beautiful. And from then after that, we had her photo shoots. I was on set with her, just, you know, making sure her clothes look good, but also just like being her cheerleader. Cause that's again, like one of my favorite parts of my job, just being a cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then from there, she was able to like completely transform her business, like going in the direction that she was headed. And she like found a new location where she was able to like dive into the practices that she wanted to started like hosting events. And it just like her life just leveled up in so many ways. And I've seen her several times since then. And we've become good friends because we have like such a, you know, a great connection and just seeing how her personality evolved in just a matter of months and how she's like really stepping into her own was truly like a spectacular and her, her story is one of my favorites to share, but it's not just unique to her. Like I've seen that on so many different levels with my clients and it's just, I'm helping clients to give them the permission that they need to show up as themselves yes that's amazing totally and like shift and like shift dimensions too it's like you're helping them jump into another dimension of their life where you know it's like the sliding doors right it's like if and it's so cool to think about clothing as being that key you know or that like permission slip to jump into this alternate timeline, basically, where they're 
they're embodying this whole new part of themselves. And as a result, like you're saying, like they found this new space for them to work out of, right? Like because the old space doesn't match them anymore. This new space mm-hmm. matches them. And that's that's really cool to think about. That's really cool work to do. I mean, it's really cool work to be doing. Yeah. it's It was really special. You know, I remember when that client – And when she got emotional, like looking at herself in the mirror, she later shared with me how she felt like she was seeing her higher self, like Mm, in the reflection. And like, that was like the greatest gift I think I could ever receive is being able to hear that that's how someone is connecting to just something that I'm guiding them through. You know, it's, I'm not forcing anybody into wearing clothes that, I don't feel or they don't feel connect with them. And, you know, my goal is always for people to just love what they have in their closet. Like that's, that's really like the short of it. It's just, I want you to love everything that you have that you put on your body. And I have no other motive than that. Like I'm there for emotional support for professional support, but if you don't love it, like my opinion means nothing. And I'm completely comfortable and confident saying that. And I don't know why, but I feel called to share. Like, I know we have a a couple male listeners. This is not only for females or feminine energy. The two people I know with stylists are both men. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there that um, professional stylists are for all genders. Absolutely. Yeah. I work with, I have male clients as well. And I think I work predominantly with women, but I do have male clients. And it's, it's very similar. I mean, I've had male clients who I've been working for, working with for a few years where when they started working with me, they were single and like trying to meet, you know, a partner. And then the next time we met, they were dating and they were looking to change jobs. So it's helping them find a new outfit for their job. And then eventually it's helping them like find their tux for their wedding and like, help them, you know, it was really beautiful. Like just yeah. being able to help be part of and, and witness that, that whole like transition. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. And especially like these important moments in life as well that you want to show up as this, you have this vision of this way that you want to show up. You know, like that's how I felt when I was wedding dress shopping. It was this whole experience of like my mom was very – my mom was actually like very like, yeah, whatever you want. But she also had specific like opinions and it was hard to like not let her opinions affect my opinions and thank – I had one of you there. Like I had a you there, Susan, who was like – fighting she knew which dress I was like reacting to and she was like I worked to get you back to that dress the whole time like she saw me being swayed (laughs) from it and she was like no that's you like that's the one you want so it's really I think sometimes we really do need like we really do need someone there supporting us just like we have coaches or just like we have you know financial coaches or life coaches or personal trainers or whoever who are like holding our hand and helping us embody this thing that we know we want, but we don't really know how to get there. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And that's so how do you work with people, especially now, now that we're all <laughs> quarantined? Yeah. Um, 
quarantined. Yep. Right? <laughs> how do you, how does that look like, or what does that look like? Yeah. So right now with um, being completely limited and not being able to socialize with anyone outside of my, my home, <laughs> which limits me to my husband, my, my son, our three cats and a dog um, and a goldfish now. Um, do you dress the animals? I don't. <laughs> Um, uh, my husband always tells me that like, if I can get them to wear something, then he'll support it. Like, but I mean, I love my animals and I feel like they tolerate it, but I think I torture them enough with like <laughs> I'm a cuddler. I'm a lover. Like I just, yeah. I don't know if I could dress the animals. Um, but yeah, so working with people, um, right now I am working with clients virtually which means that we connect via Zoom so that I can, can see their beautiful face and we can um, kind of go through their closet together virtually. And they basically take me through their wardrobe without me having to step foot in their home and um, just oblige all of the social distancing rules. And um, we spend that time just going through pieces. You know, they can ask me any style question that they have, just like they would if we were in person. And they can try things on, you know, like stepping away from the camera, putting something on. We can talk about fit and colors and, you know, the energy that their closet is, you know, like connecting with me and showing off and all of those things. And then from there, we talk about what pieces are missing, what pieces they would like to add or see within their wardrobe. And after that call ends, then I send them kind of like a, a mood board or a vision board, but with outfits, um, where it's just so that I can make sure that what they're communicating to me, what I'm picking up on intuitively is also um, what they really want to envision themselves wearing. So it's just a like basic little visual for them to have and be like, yes, this is what I'm liking this. Yes, this is exactly what I want. Love this or more of this, less of that, whatever it is from there. So then I get to do all the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I get to find more concrete examples of those outfits. And in some cases, I set up a virtual closet for clients, which is super fun. And that is basically their own website, essentially, that only they and myself have access to. Whoa, and that's cool. Yeah, and it's these different pieces that either pieces that they currently own or new pieces or a combination of the two. And they can see how those pieces would look all together in outfits. So I can be like, okay, we're all like a work from home or like a video call outfit. You know, here it is, like fully accessorized if you so choose. Comfy pants on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, style. Exactly. Zoom style. Um, Or if we're doing like just, you know, more like fun active wear, like basically like no one's really doing anything too exciting right now, but can still have those different categories. So you can still have that level of inspiration of, you know, getting dressed. And then once we're allowed to leave our homes again, then of course we can dive into other kinds of outfits, you know, for different categories and what's going on in your life. Yeah, that's really fun. How can people reach out to you if they want to work with you? How can they connect with you? My website's the best way. There's a a contact form there so they can share a little bit about themselves. And then we can set up 
just even like an initial call before we dive into the Zoom call or video call. But um, yeah, my website is susanpadronestylist.com. And I'm also really active on Instagram too. Um, so you can always DM me on there. Check out what's what's going on. <laughs> and that's yeah. my Instagram is susanpadrone underscore stylist. Awesome. We will put... Um we will put your website and your Instagram in the show notes so our listeners can just click and send you a message. You know, if this is something that – if you're listening right now and this is like really piqued your interest, reach out to Susan. Just like have a conversation because truly like if this quarantine is teaching anyone anything or at least for me, it's oh. that there, the time is now. There is – don't wait anymore for the things There's that you no want to – There's waiting. Yeah. yeah, don't wait. Like, why are you waiting? Like, life is now. And, you know, like, take action on the things that are really important to you and the things that are pain points for you. And if this is – like me, I have to take action on this. And if this is a pain point for you, then reach out and have a conversation and see what's possible. Um, Susan, you're – you live so close to me. So maybe <laughs> when uh, quarantine is over yeah. – can or you come. should you should act now, Alexa. You're right. You're right, <laughs> Amy. This might be my trauma being um, triggered. Um, you know what I'm thinking of, Susan, is like the I don't know if you've ever seen Clueless. Oh my god, kind of a big closet movie where they're in the closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it's very. That's exactly the connection that I usually make to people. I guess I love. Clueless. I think Clueless is probably like that first little piece of like. I don't know, my path to becoming a stylist where it was like, hey, hey, this is really appealing to you. Like yeah. you can do this later on. Like my little nine or 10 year old self, whenever that movie came out, was like, oh. but yeah, no, that's, that's very similar to how the um, the platform that I use works where it's like, oh, all your outfits right there. But there's no like giant X mark or anything like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is terrible. Or like them virt- yeah. virtually on your body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So cool. Well, it. Susan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this insight. It's been really beautiful to talk about this and just to just to learn more from you about this. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, Amby, do you have anything you want to share before we sign off? I have something I want to share. Sorry, real quick. <laughs> um, if you're still listening to – if this – no, this is airing – no, this is airing tomorrow. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, so um, I – my fiancé is currently – he wanted to do something to help with coronavirus. He's an engineer. He's 3D printing these face masks um, to help with healthcare workers because they don't have face masks or they're having to reuse masks or use like Halloween costumes apparently to like cover their face. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, so, um, he's been 3d printing masks. Um, I made a little video about it and, um, we need more transparency film to like make these, they fit into the 3d printed part. And, um, I started to go fund me and we've already raised over $500 and our goal was a thousand. Um, and that was only yesterday. So, um, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to chip in any little, 
donation counts. And again, this is going to um, masks for healthcare workers. We're actually donating them to UPenn and another hospital here, actually. I forget which one it is, but um, uh, I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you feel inspired. Um, it's been really, really cool to see how much people are, you know, care and just want to feel like they're doing something that makes sense to them in this time. So if that's something you're looking for, check out the show notes. The link will be in there. Um, yeah. Also, really quick, if anybody knows um, healthcare professionals in New York City that could help get masks to those hospitals because they're they're hit really hard right now, um, let Alexa know because then maybe they can work something out. Yeah, in that area too. Totally. Yeah. Thank you so much. Reach it out. Came to me in the shower. No big deal. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Reach out to me. Um, and if you want to book a session with Ambi or an EFT session with me, you can uh, check out our website. So those are in the show notes as well. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and watching. Wait, wait, wait. I want to share something too. Okay. Also, <laughs> I'm doing a free um, webinar. It's going to be like 10, 15 minutes, April 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's all going to be about growing your intuition and what to do with your intuition, how to listen to intuition versus ego, all of that. Woo! Get in on it. I'll be there. You could be an intuitive stylist. We don't know. Yeah, Yeah, you might be. (laughs) (laughs) We love you all so much, and until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.